This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to our show, Alex and I are estheticians in Brooklyn, New York. We have a beauty studio that we work out of, and we get to see you guys here every Friday to teach you everything that we know about beauty and skincare while learning a thing or two from some guest experts that come to hang. But today we don't have a guest expert. Well, we have two guest experts. We're just not guests. Yes. We're just experts. Resident experts today. Ah, uh, yes. I'm so excited to talk to y'all about today's episode. We're back with another SPF episode. We're doing it again, guys. Y'all love the first one. It's important. Summer's here. Well, summer's next week officially. Summer is here next week officially. There are many of us who live in warmer climates all year round. And also, we should be wearing SPF every fucking day. So we're talking to y'all about SPF. The last time we talked to y'all, I told you that I'm hitting y'all where it hurts. Yes, this is about your health, but more than anything, yo, the sun be making you look old. The single greatest extrinsic aging factor is the sun. The sun, that's it. If you stay inside from birth till death, you're going to look like a baby. Very, very pale baby. <laughs> but wrinkle-free. The palest, the palest of babies. But wrinkle-free. L- um, lots of collagen. With that said, should we talk a little bit about the health part of the sun? <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't. I wanted to say without it sounding like depressing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell them. Because I love the sun. I know. Tell them how the sun's trying to kill them. Well, OK, I'm going to just say right here that I love the sun. Even as an esthetician, I'm a big sun worshiper. Mm-hmm. But I'm as careful as I can be while still enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some estheticians who are really, really hardcore and I may be like not as much. But these are the things that remind me more than anything. Like, girl, you need to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's a fact that one in five Americans will be diagnosed with skin cancer over the course of their lifetime. That's a lot of people. That's a lot At of least people. a lot of Americans. <laughs> No, well, that's that is a lot of Americans, but it's a lot of people, period, because there's so many of us Americans. That's a lot. And if it's one in five Americans, then what does the rest of the world look like? It can't be that much better. Honestly, definitely not. No. Um, 90 percent of all skin cancers, including melanoma, are directly related to exposure to ultraviolet radiation from the sun. So chances are, if you have skin cancer, you're getting it from not being protected in the sun. Mm. And Everyone's skin is different. There are definitely genetic factors, but that's huge. 90% of all skin cancer comes from something that you could help prevent. Totally. 
I think that's what it is. Like when I think of not to get dark, but when I think of cancer or a lot of um, illnesses, it's like a lot of it is out of your control. Like mm-hmm. what roll of the dice. Can, yeah. What can you do? But I feel like skin cancer is one of those things that between getting checked at the derm, which you should be doing once a year, if you can, and wearing proper SPF, you really can help your chances, especially now that you know that one in five people in our country are diagnosed with skin cancer and that 90% of those are from the sun. Totally. Before we like completely scare them, that's just like a little warm up because, yeah, we're we're warming you guys up, priming the pump for the rest of the episode Um, because I just wanted to stop you, Shapiro, because I think that I learned a lot in researching this episode because I, I told you guys before that I got a couple of really great dermatology books. So the book that I'm using today for reference is uh, Cosmetic Dermatology by Leslie Bauman, MD. And she um, really speaks about not only, you know, we're going to go into depth about like UVA, UVB why we want to wear sunscreen, how it actually, you know, harms our skin. But more than that, as she talks about how we're not putting enough sunscreen on, like there's a there's a thickness that we're supposed to be putting on. And essentially, all of us are putting on about one fifth, meaning that the SPF that we see, like if it says number 45, you got to cut that by a fifth because you're not putting enough on to actually have it be an SPF 45. Mm. So we're going to talk about that later also. That's the only reason I was just like, Shapiro, just warm them up, just warm them up. We got a lot to talk about today. I know. I'm like, don't go in the sun. You're going to die. Yeah, but also the earth's going to kill you one way or the other. Look, we stand the earth. We respect the earth. But the earth is like, y'all been fucking up. It's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn to get back at y'all. So with that said, let's jump into our main. But before we do that, guys, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. A nice one. A really nice one. Alex had a um, virtual consultation last week and the client was obviously a listener and she was, I wasn't there for the consultation. I just saw the reviews. She left a review on Google. She might have left a review on Yelp also. And she left a review on Apple Podcasts. Y'all beauty baddies are fucking awesome. But she is the beauty baddie in my heart right now. Also, she had kind of complicated because she asked me if she was a tough case. And I said, nah, not really. But I guess it was a little bit because she has an autoimmune Mm. disease and was having just a lot of her skin was a bit compromised. There was just a lot going on. But apparently what I recommended helped. It helped so much. Like it was so glowing. She was like, I love Alex's podcast. And um, I did a virtual consultation with her. It's only been a few days and my skin's already looking better. She's like my best friend, but she doesn't even know me. Like it was just so glowing. I was like, oh, she's really sweet. And I think I only recommended like three or four products, but she bought all of them. It was mostly Environ and I think a little bit of PCA. But you know that that's what it takes sometimes. It just takes getting the right products into their hands. Yep. And I don't even always recommend that many products in a virtual consult, but she needed it. Like she needed a whole revamp. Totally. Sometimes. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because my uh, I did a virtual consult last two weeks ago um, with one of our homies from the Exactly Right Network. And she Mm -hmm. actually she had a great routine. And at the end, I was just like, you know, I think you just need to add a couple of ingredients. I think you need to add pumice powder. I think we talked about getting a better vitamin C and she already had an antioxidant. She just hadn't started using it. And she was like, I thought you were going to tell me that everything I was doing is awful and to stop doing this and to start doing something else. And I was like, girl, no, this shit's expensive. I see what you spent money on. Yeah. And also sometimes you just need one thing to change your skin. Honestly, 
And I think for me with this particular client, I feel like when someone has compromised skin, that's almost when it's most important to be using things that are more science backed. And yes, you know what I mean? I just feel like because I know for sure that there's nothing that's going to further compromise the skin, even if it's like kind of an active ingredient. Well, and also if your skin is compromised, that means that there's something wrong. And so we need ingredients that are smart enough to fix that, that it's going to go in and be like, oh, you're not making enough hyaluronic acid. Let me help you with that. That's a pretty fucking smart ingredient. Oh, it's one of my faves. So speaking of smart ingredients, well, we're going to jump into our main topic because otherwise Alex and I'll just sit here, keep talking about everything. First, send us your questions, your listener letters to truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, so let's jump into our main and break down our topic for today. Last week, we spoke with you guys about synthesized ingredients, about why we love them so much. And Alex made a lot of really good points about the all-natural beauty industry, the organic beauty industry, organic skincare. And I wanted to jump on board with that really quickly because we're going to sort of be talking about very much the same thing today. We're talking about sunscreen, which is there to protect you and stop the earth from killing you and stop the UV rays from coming and damaging your DNA. And, you know, there are organic sunscreens, there's chemical sunscreens, there's physical sunscreens, there's quote-unquote all-natural sunscreens. And I think that this is a really good time to sort of go back a little bit and talk about, again, what these words mean, especially in regards to today's topic. So, The one thing that I wanted to mention is that, you know, we talk a lot about ingredients, period. And a lot of times certain ingredients can be excluded from products based on research, but sometimes exclusions are based on like a precautionary principle. So it stipulates that until the cumulative impact of exposure to a broad range of ingredients can be fully assessed, it's best to err on the side of caution and limit its use. But they don't say, bitch, don't do it. So, for example, a lot of chemical ingredients used in makeup and cosmetics are widely considered safe for use. But a lot of the safety factors haven't really fully been studied because it's virtually impossible to evaluate the cumulative effects of repeated exposure from multiple sources. So if you are listening to this podcast, you probably use hair care, skin care, beauty products multiple times a day. And the ingredients in these products can potentially interact or lead to a higher combined rate of exposure to certain ingredients than is usually assessed in a study. So we don't really know what's going on, unfortunately. We don't really know all of the different things that we could be sort of ingesting, absorbing, unbeknownst to us. In terms of organic, all natural, etc., a lot of it is marketing. We said this before. A lot of it is marketing and a lot of it's marketing because of the way that our country is set up. And there are, you know, rules. But for example, skin, body and hair care products with the USDA organic seal has to contain at least 95 percent organic ingredients to be legally labeled as organic. But a product that contains at least 75 percent and up to 94 percent organic ingredients can be labeled as made with organic ingredients. And from there, it kind of just like goes down, like saying, oh, this is made with natural ingredients or whatever. These are the you know, the things that you guys kind of always ask us like, oh, what's the difference between clean and all natural and organic? We don't make the rules. The FDA makes the rules. The USDA makes the rules. And yes, 
hopefully these crops are being grown without, you know, synthetic fertilizers and pesticides and sewage sludge and genetically modified organisms and all this stuff. Hopefully, if you got that seal, you're not using these things. But at the same time, we know that some of these ingredients are so-so. They're like, maybe it's bad for you, maybe not. But if you don't use pesticides, we'll let let it slide. We'll let it slide through. (laughs) So I just wanted to touch on that really quickly because we're now going to be talking about sunscreens. And everybody's hot for an, a quote-unquote organic sunscreen. 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 I, ba- I basically just like talking like that because it reminds me of the hormone monster from Big Mouth. <gasps> Did you start watching that new show? That's like what The Office. <gasps> oh, my God. You need to watch it. So they have a new show, but it's all it's only about the monsters. And it's basically like... Shut up. Yes, I didn't know that. Yes. It's like it's touted as like The Office meets Big Mouth. It's so oh. funny. My God. It's so funny. You've got to watch it. It's kind of like Our Real Monsters, but with like the monsters from fucking Big Mouth. Or not Our Real Monsters. Monsters, Inc. That's hilarious. Dude, it's so I had no idea. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I think... Dude, the algorithm is so fucked on there. Kyle and I watch it all the time. We'd think that it would absolutely pop up as like the first thing. You know that all I do... I guess Bob's Burgers is on Hulu. So maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, like I like... Adult cartoons. Exactly. Why doesn't everybody know this about me? God. Okay. So anyway, guys, let's talk about some sunscreens. Let's get back to it. So, y'all, Alex just told y'all that one in five Americans have skin cancer. That's terrifying. It's scary. Also, if you use sunscreen every day, you can reduce your risk of melanoma by up to 50%, which is huge. Also, for those of you who don't know, melanoma is a deadly form of skin cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also very common. Yes. So, yes, obviously, proper protection from the sun is going to make a huge difference in your future appearance. And honestly, y'all, if you don't avoid the sun and practice protective measures, you're wasting your money on all the things that we're talking about. All the things. Like, I prefer that you don't do any of the things that we talk about and wear SPF. Because at least I know the one thing... That's aging, the single greatest extrinsic aging factor and the thing that's trying to kill you. At least you're taking care of that. It's true. I have a client who is telling me how nice her mom's skin is. And I was like, oh, like, what does she do to her skin? And she's like, honestly, like she's always gotten facials, but she never really does much at home. But she tells me that every day for the last like, you know, however many years, many years, she always wears SPF. Yes. She's like, I'm convinced that that's why her skin looks so good. And I'm like, absolutely. That's why. Absolutely. That's why. So let's talk about ultraviolet rays and why they fuck you up. Why your client's mama be looking banging and others maybe aren't. So um, on a typical summer day, UVA compromises about 96.5% of the UV radiation reaching Earth. The remaining 3.5 is UVB. But UVB exposure is more likely to cause squamous cell carcinoma, even though UVA is the prominent light. And I think UVA is what causes age, mostly causes aging, right? Yes, girl. UVA, Mm. exactly. UVA is what causes, mostly causes aging. But here's what's so fucked is that um, because UVA penetrates deeper into the skin, as you just said, it contributes to uh, cutaneous wrinkling and aging, uh, and it also causes damage to the dermal layer of the skin. But the SPF sun protection factor um, assesses the protective effects against UVB light, and it leaves UVA out of the picture. 
So in other words, if SPF 45 is on the label, this applies to the UVB protection only and it doesn't give any information about the UVA rays. So I guess if a sunscreen doesn't specifically say that it protects against both. No, it does protect against both, but it's not saying how much the like what the, what the SPF oh, actually oh, is oh, against oh, that. I get it. You know, I got it. Yeah, it's kind of which I didn't know before, which is kind of wild. But let's talk about the sun protection factor. That's the SPF. So the SPF represents the ability of a sunscreen to delay sun-induced skin erythema. Erythema is, wait, is erythema reddening of the skin or is erythema water? No, erythema is reddening of the skin. That's a sunburn, bitch. Yeah, erythema, it's like swelling, all of it. Yes, yes, exactly. So sun-induced skin erythema is a visible sign of damage mostly caused by UVB radiation. So SPF is defined technically as the level of sun exposure needed to produce a minimal erythema dose divided by the amount of energy required to produce the same erythema on an unprotected skin. So it's like an SPF 45 is basically like 45 compared to nothing. Does that make sense? Yes. Awesome. This was what I was saying before. The crazy thing about SPF is that you have to put, she puts numbers here, which mean nothing to me. You have to put a certain thickness of SPF on your skin for it to actually do what it says it's doing. So according to uh, Dr. Bauman, the international agreed upon standard quantity of sunscreen per unit of skin surface required to measure the SPF in humans is two, two square centimeters of skin. So for an adult to apply this amount of sunscreen to the entire body, 30 milliliters of sunscreen would be needed, would be required to obtain that thickness. 30 milliliters is a whole ounce. It's a little bit less than one full ounce. Damn. That's a lot. That's a lot more than we're putting on. A bitch is putting on an amount of lotion and then I'm rubbing it in until I can't see it anymore. Yeah. Yes. So in most cases, shockingly, most people don't apply enough sunscreen. Y'all, we fucking up. So. Damn. I I know. This is wild. I didn't know. I, I kind of knew that, but not. I didn't like fully know those measurements. I didn't know that either, dude. So the average person would need to get about 1.2 grams of facial powder to get the SPF stated on the product's label. When you put powder on your face, what do you do? A dusting. A dusting. Because most women, if you do apply powder, you only put about 0.085 grams of powder on at a time. So you would have to apply 14 times the normal amount of powder to be sufficiently protected against the sun. Wow. Yes. So... The SPF lotion that we know, facial SPF lotion applications, so they tend to be about 0.8 grams per average application. So basically, we would need to be using 1.5 amount, 1.5 times the amount of SPF that we're actually using to be within. I know, I know. This is expensive. (laughs) Yes, girl. And also, it's so thick. You know the shit makes me break out, which is where we're going next, is all the ingredients. I'm black, girl. So could you imagine putting oh that God. much, like, this white? This me anxiety. But we need it. We need it to be young and hot. We're trying to be J-Lo. We need it. Also, here's the thing. There's other options. And this that's not going to be for this episode. The, the other options is a whole nother episode. Protective sun gear. Mm, I can't wait. I can't wait either. So don't be too afraid. This is just SPF. There's lots of ways to protect us from the sun. That's true. That's true. That's true. We're going to talk about all of it. But I want us all to know that we fucking up because I was shocked when I read this, honestly, that like, even if you're putting on SPF, you're probably not doing it right or putting on enough. God. But it's okay. That's okay. Guys, we're changing things. It's fine. 
Okay, so basically they're just saying that most SPF users probably have an SPF between 20% and 50% uh, that's actually expected from the product's label because they don't put it on as thickly as they're supposed to. A useful rule of thumb is that the protection that most people ultimately obtain from a sunscreen is equal to about one third of the SPF. So applying an SPF 15 sunscreen at a typical application thickness to the face provides about five-fold protection, not 15-fold. Lort. Yeah. So you get a three. So it's an F- SPF of 15. So you actually have an SPF of three. I don't like that. Basically, she's saying it's advisable to recommend the highest SPF sunscreen that you can tolerate to compensate for us fucking up. So I don't know. I'm going to tell you guys a little Just bit. thinking about my whole life. Right no, that's now. okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit more bad news before we tell you how we can fix it. How we can okay, okay. get the sunscreens, okay? So... The UVA associated with reddening is seen much later and therefore UVA exposure would not be accounted for the current methods of measuring SPF. So remember that SPF, uh, I'm sorry, remember that the UVA causes the most aging. It goes the deepest into the skin. But because it's long term and honestly, SPF is very new. Um, The SPF that we're using now is much stronger than the SPF that they were using back back in the day. So we don't really know. We're not really sure because we fucking up, because it's kind of new. Fingers crossed. We're all going to do a great job and not get skin cancer. Also, this makes sense as to why one in five Americans have skin cancer. Maybe it's not that nobody's using sunscreen. It's that we're all doing it wrong. Okay, that's what I was thinking is I'm like, okay, I feel like nowadays... Most people I know are really good with sunscreen, although I did have a client who's a little bit older, like in her 50s, and she was just like, yeah, I never wear sunscreen. I gave her a facial and she texted me two days later and she's like, I'm out and about wearing sunscreen and a hat and sent me a selfie. Oh, I love that. But yeah, that's what I was thinking is like, I think it's that and people just not reapplying. Like there's so many things, but that's also not just the consumer's fault. It's like when SPF is in like a makeup for example, mm-hmm. it's like you you're like, well, I'm not really going to reapply this. The amount of women who say that they wear SPF in their makeup, it it really it shouldn't offend me, but it kind of does. I'm just like so 15, which we now know is three that as soon as you leave, they your have like house, negative five. <laughs> I know, dude, I know. And so. All right. Here's the last last thing that I'm going to say is that globally, there are several UVA rating systems and the FDA is trying to decide which rating system to make the standard in the U.S. Right now, mm-hmm. we don't have a standard rating system for maybe This was 2005. Maybe today we do. I'm going to look this up. But as of the printing of this book in 20 years ago, we didn't have (laughs) a standard, uh, a consensus standard for UVA testing. And products in the U.S. don't provide any UVA coverage information on the product's label. So, bitch, that's a problem. That's fucked. Yeah, that's a problem. Also, I should state that one of the next paragraphs is that she's saying as this textbook went suppressed, the FDA be getting on their shit and they're trying to fix it. They're like, we know we fucking up. We're trying to fix this. And there's a new rating system. We don't know if it's good or not. (sighs) This is such a U.S. thing. This is why I really like one of my favorite sunscreens is an Australian brand Mm -hmm. because they just have their shit together. They really do. And their ozone is fucked. Yeah. That's why they're so on top of it. They're like, yeah, we're not fucking around here. I was going to say, do you remember the last time we did this episode? We had a listener from Australia write us and say that they have um, commercials that are just like basically the way we have cigarette commercials. The sun will kill you. Wear SPF. Yes. Yeah. Right. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. We need to be doing that shit. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Um, oh, I was just going to say that I feel like Australians are really on top of their shit. They like to look good. Like a lot of wax brands come from Australia. Mm. Oh, because like sunshine all year round. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know. They just have their shit together. They don't, I guess they don't have the winter where you get to just like crawl in a hole and look like a dead person for half the year. Yeah. That's that Bondi Beach life. Oh my God. Yeah. We got to get there sometime. One day when I take a lot of medication on to be on a plane for so long. Is that why you don't want to go to Hawaii suddenly? Oh, I do not want to go. Okay, great. You're trying to pawn your ticket off. I was like, this bitch. I mean, also don't freak me out because that is also really far, but it's okay. It's going to be a great time. Over the ocean. Okay. Let's just talk about some sunscreen classifications instead of getting scared. I'd really like to talk about sunscreen and people who have darker skin. Yeah. Do you want to talk about physical sunscreens, chemical sunscreens? But what do you want to say about people with darker skin? Because this kind of goes into it. Oh, I guess I just want to say that I've, I still notice, um, I'll have clients who maybe are white with darker skin or they're black or the Latina and they are not really on top of their sunscreen use. But I feel like a lot of it has to do with just like they just don't know. And it's like, oh, well, I don't burn, even though you can totally burn, even if you have the darkest of skin. Girl, you remember my burnt grilled cheese high school days. Yes. Awful. But yeah. you're 100 percent right. There's some, there's like this, you know, misconception. It's not even a misconception. It's like a I don't know. What do you call it? Like an old wives tale, I guess. Yeah. And I think, too, like when a white person gets sunburned, it's like very, very obvious. Like you see them on the beach and you're like, oh, shit, that person got fucked. Well, it's also this is a country of immigrants, right? Like we all came here from somewhere else. And so it's like, you know, yes. I'll speak with a lot of brown people and they're like, oh, in my homeland, like I'm. My my people are from the sun. Like, I should be fine. Like, my skin can tolerate it. And it's like, bitch, you're from New York. Totally. Also, the sun has changed from many years ago. Yes. Yes. But, dude, my ass, when I went to St. Lucia, I was like, I could be in the sun. I'm I'm black. I'm Caribbean. I could be in the sun without SPF. I'll be fine. I could just stay, you know, 30 minutes. Bitch. I'm a New Yorker. I have never been to fucking Africa. I have never. That was my first time in the goddamn Caribbean. My skin you might not have blistered a, so fast. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm Heat sure you rash. came close to passing out because yes. there's also that effect. Yes. You and may not look super red, but you might pass the fuck out. And that's the other thing. My whole life growing up, I would always pass out in the middle of the summer. Like it's fucking summer camp or like in the field during Missy League. A bitch would just fall over. And I didn't know why. And come to find out because, yes, that's how we show that we're being but we're burned. It might not show in terms of like redness, the erythema you don't see, but your body mm-hmm. knows the erythema is going on. Your body is smart and is triggering a response to try to save your ass. Because that's, what, save your life. that's what your skin does. Your skin is there to protect our insides from the outside. Specifically, now we know the sun. The sun is trying to kill us. Those UVA and the UVB rays are damaging our DNA. They're fucking shit up. Unfortunately, it's also giving us vitamin D. We'll talk about that later. I guess I just wanted to touch on that to just point out that even if you're not seeing like visible damage from the sun, you still need to be wearing SPF. And it's just important regardless of your skin color, your skin tone, all the things. Um, Okay, here's a scary kind of uh, fact, some data. So Mm. according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, the five-year melanoma survival rate for black people in the United States is 65% compared with 91% for white people. While black people are getting melanoma less, we're dying more frequently than others because we're not 
taking care of ourselves in the same way because we don't think that it, it's it's a black people problem, unfortunately. I'm sure that society never made it seem like it was a black person problem. Well, I mean, right? like I feel like as a white person, it's like, oh, you have to put on your sunscreen like as a kid. Yes. You know, my dad was very on top of that. Whereas and like you were saying, like maybe immigrant parents specifically. Yeah. It's not um, something they're concerned with. I don't know. I'm not something sure. You're, yeah, that's true. Something you ever even like taught. But also, I mean, yeah, if we really want to speak about like societally, like, yeah, we were slaves in the field in the hot sun, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely cultural uh, like a pride that comes with like being, you know what I mean? Like strong. We can handle this like the sun. Fuck the sun. We're stronger than the sun. We, you know, lasted through slavery and all this stuff. But as you said, Shapiro, sun's probably not the same as it was, you know, 400 years ago. Also, the average age of a slave was 30. Right. Right. I mean, it's also like access to health care, right? You totally. have to be able to go to a decent dermatologist. Yes. To be able to be diagnosed with these things. So and within these communities, we often we don't go to the doctor because there's a lot of reasons, actually, that, you know, as we now know, um, with the the COVID vaccine coming out, I think like a lot of cultures are suddenly aware of the way that minorities have been treated through the medical system and experimented on and given medicine that we didn't necessarily ask for. So, yeah, we're very wary of doctors and hospitals. And for that reason, we'll just like opt not to go. Yeah. No, I get that. So here is your, if you were waiting to hear a black lady and a Jewish lady tell (laughs) y'all... To go the fuck to the dermatologist. I'm talking to myself also. I need to go to the dermatologist. I'm getting much better at wearing sunscreen because I I just, my skin's looking great. It's looking fucking great. And I want it to stay looking great. And also, I don't do well in the sun. Come to yeah. find out, I just don't do well in the sun at all. Shapiro knows this. She calls me on hot days in the morning and she's like, girl, it's very hot outside. Maybe you just stay home. <laughs> As I'm skipping down the block. <laughs> just like sweat pouring off your forehead. You're just like Nelly. Loving it. Sweat dripping all over my body. <laughs> it's me. Oh, my God. Uh, real quick. I wore like a light denim jumpsuit yesterday and today, which is kind of gross, but who cares? And today when I was walking home, I was like, this is like a weird color to wear when it's really hot. I wonder if people can see like ass sweat. Oh, I bet they could. It was like dark. Yeah, it might have been. I didn't even bother checking when I got home. I was too embarrassed. I love you think about it. You're too embarrassed for yourself. You're like, if it's there, it's there. Yeah, I just don't want to know about it. Oh, my God. That's like the day I had my back. <laughs> my back dick. Oh, <laughs> we have to save that for our bonus episode. OK, we'll save that for my, our bonus episode. That was that was so a, that's a funny. good one. So should we talk about the difference between chemical and mineral sunscreens? Because I think that's very, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Go. So I feel like this is a thing I've had clients ask me about for sure. Because, again, so many natural organic sunscreens or just any product are being touted as like being the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that they aren't, but just so you know the difference. Um, A chemical sunscreen is made of synthetic organic ingredients that work by absorbing the UV rays so that your skin doesn't. So imagine like this product's put on your skin. It absorbs the UV rays before it can actually hit your skin. Mm -hmm. So they're changing the rays into heat and then releasing them from the skin. It's kind of cool. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. So 
There isn't actually like anything wrong with chemical sunscreens. They're really effective. Um, I've used some chemical sunscreens that I felt were better than some mineral ones for me personally, mm-hmm. like protected me from sunburn better. Usually they like the formula can be worked with a little more so you can get ones that won't be really white or yeah. will be more hydrating. Whereas I find some sunscreens can be drying. Mm-hmm. I th- think with the chemical ones, they can kind of tweak them a little more, make them a little more suitable for your skin. Mm-hmm. So the the most important chemical, though, well, I shouldn't say important. The one that you really that I don't like is oxybenzone. Mm. Um, it's a skin irritant. And it's been named the number one skin irritant by the American Academy of Dermatology. And it's also not good for the coral reefs. Mm-hmm. But there are other chemicals that are more gentle and are are reef safe. Yes. So oxybenzone is the one to kind of look out for. But I think that there has just this been this, especially I think really in the last five years, especially mineral and like, quote unquote, natural sunscreens have become really popular and people talk shit I got into a whole conversation with my husband's friend once at the beach because he's like, oh, you use that stuff. It's chemicals. And I gave him a fucking lesson. Good. Because I was like, dude, there's so much more than just that. But that's the thing is no one knows. Yes. And also a chemical sunscreen is usually combined with the physical sunscreen because the two together gives you the highest form of SPF. Yes. Okay. so first... I want to jump on board with what you were saying because you're absolutely right that chemical sunscreens can be irritating. But also what you were just saying is like if you wanted to have a a zinc-based sunscreen and you're a person of color, zinc is straight white. Zinc is straight white. You have to add some sort of chemical to make it clear. So that's why it's not like completely all natural. And that's also why it's going to be a blend of chemical and physical, but then you're also going to get the best protection. So as Alex was saying before, a lot of chemical sunscreens have been reported to cause allergic or photoallergic reactions. So if you're very sensitive, like this bitch right here, you got to be careful. But with that being said... I've been trying tons of sunscreens for you guys at the end of the episode. Mm, we're excited. gonna I know we're gonna talk about all of the different ones. And I did actually get a photoallergenic dermatitis, but it was from an organic sunscreen, a quote unquote organic sunscreen. And it's wild because this whole week I've been like sending Alex pictures every single day. And I'm like, I'm having this weird like breakout, but it kind of looks like it's way too many pimples for it just to be a breakout, but I don't know what's going on. It's definitely the sunscreen, da-da. And it wasn't until reading about all of this today and all these different ingredients that I was like, well, bitch, that's it, you. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I just remember looking at it being like, I think this is a rash mm-hmm. of some kind. Like, it looked very irritated. Yes. Uh, as we were saying before, there's two sort of different types of sunscreen cl- uh, classifications. Physical, a.k.a. natural, quote-unquote, and then there's the chemical. So the physical sunscreen is um, also known as a barrier sunscreen. It scatters or reflects UV radiation rather than um, the chemical sunscreen, which absorbs that radiation. So the physical sunscreen is actually reflecting the, the radiation off of your body, mm. whereas the chemical sunscreen is going to absorb the UV rays and then release them back out. So these sunscreens tend to have less allergic reactions and they block the widest range of lights, including UV, visible and infrared spectra. And these are the ones that are recommended for use, especially when there's going to be intense sun exposure. So I guess that's why surfers have just like white noses because they be out there having the water reflect them and it's hot as shit and yes, want to keep their noses. Kyle wears 
very thick zinc sunscreen when he's surfing. So it's actually so interesting because it says that patients with sensitive skin are more likely to tolerate a physical sunscreen, but the physical sunscreen ingredients tend to be titanium dioxide, bitch, I'm allergic to it, magnesium oxide, you know we love magnesium, talked about it in the the Mm -hmm. salts episode, Uh, iron oxide, and zinc oxide. So that makes sense, titanium dioxide, I'm allergic to that shit, that's, uh, I'm allergic to everything. So crazy. My skin loves titanium dioxide sunscreens. Really? <laughs> yes. Yep. Give it here. You can give me your cool. Yeah, like makeups. Like, yeah, I will give it to you, girl. Got two. Now I got all these sunscreens. Can't use them. They're killing me. But this is a really good example of like, you know, quote unquote, natural mineral doesn't always mean anything. Right. Right. In the sense of like how it's going to treat your skin. Totally. That it's not necessarily means that it's better for you. Yeah. Um, So one of the reasons that people like the physical sunscreens is because they remain on the sun's surface and they're not systemically absorbed. So it minimizes irritation and sensitization and maximizes uh, the safety profile. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I also want to add octanoxate is another chemical that's like not so great. Mm. But there are other chemical ones that are like fine. But I just wanted to add that in. I've got all of these ingredient names, but I don't know what any of them mean. You mean like um, other chemical sunscreens? Yes. Okay. Um, there's avabenzone. Mm-hmm. That that one's reef safe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, oh, that's one that's right here that she loves. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's octosalate. Uh, there's octosiline. And then homosalate. Oh, yeah. These are all here. The salates. With the UV yeah, absorption I, maximum of 310 nm, salicylates are used to augment the UVB protection in sunscreens. Yeah, I, I don't know the level as to which they are like super reef safe. Um, I know that if I know they're not nearly as bad as like oxybenzone and um, octanoxate. Mm. But yeah, I'm like 99% sure they're all reef safe. They're also um, stable, non-sensitizing and water insoluble. Oh, I love that. Well, the Sunbum, all of their products are reef safe and a lot of their sunscreens, like they have some mineral ones, but their chemical ones all have those ingredients. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the benzophenones, right? That's what you were saying before. Oxybenzone? Oxy- yes. That's yes, a bad yes. one? Yeah. Okay, so that's it's a U- bad. It's bad for the coral reefs. Okay, so that, and I think it's very irritating. That's a UVA absorbing sunscreen. So that stinks because we need sunscreens that are going to get that UVA. But sounds like it ain't great. Um, and it's also used to augment UVB protection. It's really interesting, right? Going through these and kind of seeing like why they're good, but then also having you be like, yeah, but it's terrible for the coral reef. Mm. So interesting. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but. Right here, avobenzene, um, it provides superior UVA protection. Mm, love it. I knew it was a good one. It is. But it can, it, it frequently can cause photoallergic dermatitis. Jesus Christ. Okay, you're not using it. It's crazy because, and here's the other thing, is that all of these sunscreens, these ingredients alone, most of them, I guess aside from zinc, don't work by themselves. They, it has to be a combination of these different ingredients. And so that's why like some sunscreens are fine and some sunscreens like you're like, bitch, I can't use that. And you're not really necessarily sure what the act, like what ingredient it is that makes yeah. you break out. It could be like any combination of the ingredients that they're using. Yeah. Uh, sucks to be sensitive. Well, 
That's true. I Yeah, I don't have any pithy comeback for that. <laughs> you know what's the worst? I know that you know what's the worst because we've all been through this. Trying new products, thinking the world of them, thinking that it's going to cure everything. And then at the end of the product... You're kind of just looking at the mirror like, did it even work? I don't even know if anything changed. Well, if this is you, you've got to try the OS1 from OneSkin. Unlike most skincare products on the market, OneSkin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. We absolutely love this. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. And for a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code TRUEBEAUTY at oneskin.co. Y'all know that I have the most sensitive skin, especially right now. It's summer. If you're a sensitive skin baddie like me, you're probably dealing with just all the things that come with summer skin, right? One Skin is incredible because it's scent-free, it absorbs super fast, and they only use really high-quality ingredients. You know how we know they're high-quality? Because this incredible product is made by four PhD-level baddie female longevity scientists that have over 15 years' experience studying the biology of aging. These are the types of people that you want to make your skincare products. After the testing thousands of peptides, they discovered the OS1 and the OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged cells, which is the main source of skin aging, and it reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Y'all, it doesn't get better than that. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with the groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code TRUEBEAUTY at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code TRUEBEAUTY. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. I wanted to talk about antioxidants because mm. we fucking love antioxidants and um. The skin has its own antioxidant defense system, which protects our skin from UV-induced oxidative damage. However, excess UV radiation can prevent free radicals in the skin from being absorbed by this natural defense, and that can lead to cancer. So if you have excess UV exposure, you need to use antioxidant enzymes so that you can try to begin to uh, stop the carcinogenic damage and um, capture the free radicals before they cause damage. So Mm. the reason I'm winding you up, Shapiro, is because retinol esters, which is, what is it? It's vitamin A. That shit absorbs the excess UV radiation. Yep. So that your skin can just be fab. So even if you fucking up, you can try and reverse reverse. You can try. 
Yeah. This is the problem, too, is like a lot of your sun damage doesn't show until later in life. Exactly. And that's what this whole thing is. Is like, yes, UVA, 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 but bitch, we don't know. Because yeah. it's not going to show up for years. You think you're fine and then bam, you look like a fucking old person. <laughs> well, it's, dude, honestly, and that's what made me realize when I was reading this, that this is definitely photosensitive dermatitis because I was looking at my chest and I was like, it looks like I have sun damage. Yeah. Like freckles almost. And like peeling, it's so wild. But then I was like, that could have been from my fucking days on the rock when I was a burnt cheeseburger. <laughs> But it it definitely could be, and it probably is. Yeah, hundred percent. It's showing up now at thirty six. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate you. Okay. It's a sad fact. Okay. So the things that I kind of do just want to say really, really quick is that, like, yes, these are kind of sad saps, but like, the reality is that we can't completely protect ourselves from the sun. No sunscreen completely blocks the sun. And actually, the FDA no longer allows the term sunblock to be used on labeling for products because it's mm. a fucking not true. It's just a screen. <laughs> it's just a screen. It's not a block. Mm. It's just a screen. And the screen doesn't work that well. It's like a screen like, right? The flies can come in through your screen. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like the screens in my apartment. Exactly. Because that's what we're finding out. If you don't use the screen right, the screen don't work. Uh, do you want to talk about vitamin D? Okay. I actually use an app called D-Minder. And it will tell you based on like where you are and the um, UV index, how long you can and should be out in the sun without sun protection. Mm -hmm. It's it's not usually for very long. Like, I feel like for me, the maximums, the maximum that they've ever told me is like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just to get the proper vitamin D that you need. Mm hmm. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. You need vitamin D. You need it for your bones. Yep. You need it for healthy joints. Mm-hmm. It's important. And it doesn't penetrate sunscreen. Oh. As far as I know. Yeah. So that's why getting a little bit of sun. And listen, I'm not a doctor. So maybe don't like listen to me saying don't wear sunscreen for a little bit. But that's what I do. I follow that. Well, that's what Dr. Dr. Baumann's saying also. Hmm. She says... Uh, the controversy about vitamin D is that, like, what's the best way of getting it? Because sun exposure is the best way of obtaining vitamin D, but too much sun exposure is known to cause skin cancer, right? Duh. So, and then additionally, sunscreens block most UVB light, and it's the UVB that promotes the synthesis of vitamin D. Uh, UVB is the source of sunburns and suntans as well. So it's so fucked up, dude. It's like the we need it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bitch, not too much. Not too much. <laughs> But it's nice, honestly. Like, I do feel really good when I have, like, my little bit of time outside. Dude, you know, like, that that one beautiful day in February where Mm. it's, like, 70 degrees Mm -hmm. and you remember what life is like? Yep. I swear that's a gift from God to just be like, you can make it. There's just a few more weeks. And then spring's going to be back. But you're absolutely right. I say that because you feel like a new person. And everybody knows it because New Yorkers are happy. For the first time in fucking weeks, people are smiling, motherfuckers are in shorts. Everyone's wasted at the bars sitting outside. (laughs) Right. It's true because we need it. It's like instead of getting wasted inside, we get to get wasted outside. It's crazy. Yeah. But let's not forget, guys, that even though we feel the UVB from the sun, UVA is the most damaging. And that bitch is there all the time, even on cloudy Mm -hmm. days. She don't care. She's like, bitch, I'm here. (laughs) You didn't invite me. That's fine. What are we having for dinner? 
So that's why we always talk about every fucking day. And y'all, look, I'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to this conversation. I'm really trying to get better because I'm scaring myself. No, but honestly, it's like I I love getting older. I don't want to look old. I said I know. it. I said it. I don't give a shit. I get it. And I'm doing all the things that I can to make sure that that doesn't happen. I get it. I feel the same. But you know what, dudes? The fun thing about this, I think, is the accessories. And that's what we're going to talk to next time. I'm excited. We're going to talk to y'all about hats. We're going to talk to y'all about uh, what else? Clothes. How, how to look cute while protecting yourself from the sun. Yes. Shapiro's coming in with the hippie shit. I'm coming in with the bougie shit. Y'all going to look good. Y'all going to look it'll, good. Age it'll be nice. Line. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some different products, Shapiro. Ooh. Okay. Do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, so let me get my little list. Okay, so I have a couple of favorites for the face and a couple of favorites for the body. Um, for the face, and I've talked about it before, it's still my favorite. It's been my favorite for a really long time. It's the Josie Marin Moisturizing SPF. It's SPF 47, and it's a blend of both zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And it never breaks me out. It feels hydrating. So if you're someone with dehydrated or dry skin, it's a good option. If you're oily, you might not be into it. Um, the, it's a little bit higher of a price point, but it lasts forever. Um, and it has just like a, I don't know. It's like the perfect amount of thickness, but you can still spread it easily if that makes sense. Then, okay. This is another question we get from clients and from listeners a lot. What do you do if you need to be reapplying sunscreen, but you're wearing makeup? Mm-hmm. And we've talked before about like face sunscreen, uh, face spray sunscreens. Mm-hmm. And I found one. It's by a really weird brand, but it's called Seriously Fab. Oh, my God. Um, but they have a line called Zinc It Over, and it's all zinc-based spray sunscreens. And they're nice enough that you can spray it over your makeup. I mean, I haven't tried it on every single foundation that exists, so I don't know how it will lay on every single foundation out there or tinted moisturizer or whatever. But um, it's really nice. And they they make them in different scents, which is weird. But there is an unscented one. Mm. So oh, scents. That. What are the scents? Like coconut? Like traditional I summer scents? I think there scents? is a coconut. There's one like cucumber. Um, I haven't smelled them. I don't know if they're like disgusting or what. I prefer not to have like added fragrance on my face. Ew, on yeah, your so, face? Sorry, I shouldn't say so that. So that's a little weird. Ew, on your face. I, you know I don't like fragrance, um, especially on your face. Your faccia. No way. Yeah, no. Um, then there's the Environ SPF 30, which I really like. Um, and it's cool because it can be used on the face and the body. So mm-hmm. if you're kind of, I don't know, think of like if I'm just going to sit in the park and I'm not trying to pack all my sunscreens, it's a good one to bring because I know it won't break me out if I use it on my face. And then I can also use it on my body. It's not a very large tube. Like it's so you might not want to rely on it as like your main body sunscreen for that reason. Um, but in a pinch, it'll do. And that's kind of I feel like what this is about is is using what you've got when you're in a pinch, making sure that you're just using something. Yes, um, I like it. It's hydrating. Um, there's other benefits. I forget the details, but it's good for your skin because it's made by a skincare company, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I was saying before, Sunbum, they make good 
SPFs. They make mineral ones. They make chemical ones. Their chemical ones are reef safe. They uh, make a moisturizing SPF. They make it in SPF 30 and 50. And they are pretty moisturizing. So if you hate when sunscreens are like weird and dry, uh, this is a good one for you. And the price point is good. And I feel like a lot of retailers sell their stuff now. So you don't need to buy it online. I've definitely seen it at um, like cool shops. It's like become cool now. I feel like I, I would only see it at surf shops. And now I think even like you can find it at the drugstore, honestly. Oh, nice. Um, it's crossed over. Yeah. And they also make a nice lip SPF. Yes. That's the one you told us about last year, right? You can't forget about your lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't forget about your lips. It tastes gross. They have like a mango flavor one that's disgusting, but it does a good job. Oh, you remember? That was the one. Last time you were like, I don't remember which one I hate. One of them tastes disgusting. That's it. Yeah, now y'all know. fucking mango. Ooh, ooh. But, okay, one more. And when I was saying before that I like Australian sunscreens, there's a company called Blue Lizard that it used to be hard for me to find online, but now I'll even see it in drugstores here. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's gained popularity. Um, it's called Blue Lizard, and they make so many different kinds. There's, like, something for everyone. Um, they they have a sensitive line, which is cool. So they have sensitive uh, sunscreens for both body and face. They have a kid's line. They have, like, a sport line, an active line. They have, like, some moisturizing sunscreens. They're all really great. Also, all of their products, the cap is clear, but it'll turn blue if it's out in UV rays for a long time. So it's like a reminder. It's like your reminder to reapply. I love that. Wait, what's the name of this company? You're turning me on to them. Oh, yeah. Blue Lizard. They make a sheer um, SPF, which I feel like is probably best for darker skin because I will say that some of theirs is a little can be a little white. I feel like I've seen this. I think I saw this brand while I was doing research and I was just like terrible name moving on because I'm a hater. It's also ugly. Like it's not nice packaging, which I should know. That's the best stuff. Yeah, it's really, um, really good quality. I did see this because this looks hood. Just so the listeners know, <laughs> this looks like something you would get from like the back of the bodega and it's dusty. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Like it, it's all like um, actually like faded from the sun. Yes. yes. Like in their window. Yeah. 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 For sure. No, it's really good. It was impossible to find up until a couple of years ago. It's way easier now, at least in the U.S. I know in Australia, it's probably really easy. The price point isn't terrible at all, um, but that's pretty much it. I'll shout out one more lip sunscreen that I discovered that's uh, based in Sweden. I think the company is called Dermatone. Mm. Um, they sell it on Amazon even, and it's inexpensive and a good SPF. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Dude, that was honestly the greatest. And the people needed to hear that. You just gave so many good recommendations. Tons. You're welcome. <laughs> Shapiro. Okay, so I am, I've already told you guys that I'm new to the sunscreen game. But I love to buy things. So it's just like, I'll go buy a bunch of sunscreen. Why not? So I love Kula and I like Supergoop because I I say love Kula and like Supergoop because I started using Kula maybe first and then last year got introduced to Supergoop. But I might, after this little trial, reverse, reverse and say that I love Supergoop and I like Kula. So Kula got me because this was when I was, quote unquote, still living on the commune. And I was like, I just want organic anything, especially if it's sunscreen. I don't even want to wear it, but it's got to be organic. So Kula is, quote unquote, organic. However, we know what that means. It actually is a physical and a chemical sunscreen, but 
it says 70% plus organic. And so now we know that you can still use the word organic if you have 70% um, more of your ingredients, or at least 70% of your ingredients that are um, USDA organic. So I always use the cool on my body. I never use it on my face, but also like Alex, y'all have been asking us and asking us and asking us about, what about my face? Bitch, it's beat. You know I look good. I'm a beauty baddie. So I got several different spray SPFs to try for y'all. The first I tried is the Kula Classic Face Mist. Also, both of these lines have, like, this is all they do. So they have so many products, like so many different sunscreen products. So honestly, just go and look around and find something that, like, works for you because they have chemical and they have mineral. They have everything. Um, So I got the Classic Face Mist, but I should say that they also do have a makeup setting spray um, that's SPF. I didn't get that one because I don't wear makeup. And so I figured, let me just get the face mist. But for y'all makeup queens, that does exist. And now here's the bad news. This is the one that made me break out. And here's the weird thing, though, is it not on my face. I sprayed it on my face, but obviously I also sprayed it on my chest. My face is fine. My chest is where I got broken out. And I'm actually going to post pictures because... As annoying as it was, the cool thing is that I used my newfound knowledge from our hippie shit episodes to heal my skin. And I took really salty baths with Dead Sea Salt and Himalayan Pink Salt like just about every night this week. And I also used um, this detoxifying mask from PCA that has uh, Japanese charcoal and bentonite clay. Guys, I can't believe how fast. I took pictures to show Alex every morning. The first thing I'd do, would wake up and take a picture. And then I'd be like, no, your chin's too big. Take another one. Then I'd stretch out my chin <laughs> and take a picture. And so like day by day, we were both keeping track. And once I started taking those salty baths, Shapiro was like, where's the salt at? I got, I need this. This is incredible. So the earth is awesome. So, you know, I killed myself and I fixed myself. That's awesome. So Kula face spray, 70% organic, SPF 50. I liked it until I didn't, honestly. So if you are more sensitive, here's the thing. Sensitivities can mean anything. Who the fuck knows what I'm sensitive to? Because it turns out this has the good stuff that Alex was saying. Oh, avobenzone. And that's the one that's supposed to be, I don't know which one is supposed to be which, but a bitch is very sensitive. You might not be sensitive to it, but it was sensitive to me, but only on my chest, not on my face. That's fucking weird. So here's the other thing with Kula that I grabbed that I thought was very, very cool is I'm, I booked a couple of summer trips and um, they have little travel size, like a travel kit. And this is a problem that I fa- I've run into too many times because I don't travel that, that much. I'm trying to travel a lot more is a bitch would go and get her fancy ass uh, SPF get to the gate and they'd be like that's not going with you and they would throw it out and so then got to land wherever i'm landing go to walgreens or whatever bullshit that <laughs> bullshit place i gotta go to and i get terrible spf and then i break out you guys already know you know it's awful so when i saw that they had this travel sized kit even though it was like the beginning of may i was like bitch they're not gonna have this in july everybody's traveling everybody's gonna have this kit it's probably gonna be sold out just get it so this is super cute because it comes with a little um, lip balm, a Kula lip balm. Cute. It comes with um, a fa- like the classic face sunscreen, and it comes with the classic body sunscreen. And the body sunscreen you spray, face sunscreen is a cream, um, and it also comes in this very cute little pouch. Oh, and it also has this little after sun, radical recovery after sun lotion. Hmm. Um, and this, it wasn't that, let me find out the exact cost, because I thought that it was really reasonable. Four-piece travel kit, 40 bucks. Sweet. I mean, I don't think that's too, too... 
I don't know, because what's the alternative is you pay 40 bucks for like one sunscreen. And as I just told you, you're going to get to the airport and they're going to tell you to throw it away. Yep. That's it. So uh, I think that this is awesome. It's still in stock. So guys, grab it. You get four products. I think this is great. This is very cool. Um, and like I said, I've used Kula on my body and I've had no problems. And honestly, I used other face, uh, other Kula products on my face and had no problems. Just my chest don't like it. Now let's move on to my favorites. Mm. I love Supergoop. I love Supergoop. Here's one thing that I love. They have trial sizes of like everything. Because they have, I think they have over 40 SKUs, which at last year when Jesus. we were doing this, I was like, who needs, four? like, that doesn't make any sense. Why do you need 40 different types of sunscreen? But now, no, I'm, in the sun, now I'm in the sunscreen life and I understand you need one mm-hmm. for your scalp. If, you, if you're scalpy, it doesn't matter. So they have trial sizes for everything. So one is the trial size is travel size. It's one ounce. So you can take this with you if you're traveling, but you can kind of just test it out and be like, if you're a sensitive bitch like me, is this going to make me break out? Is it not? So I got their resetting spray, which is a refreshing mist, but it has SPF 40. It's water and sweat resistant and it's a broad spectrum sunscreen. So this guy also has avobenzanine. It has whatever. You guys can read. What I liked the most about this was the mist itself. And it's like such a silly thing. But especially after speaking with Genesis last week and she was talking about like the engineering that goes behind products. Like, how's it going to feel? Yeah. How's the consumer mm-hmm. going to like it? The Kula, I didn't really like. It wasn't a mist. Like, I felt like, and maybe this is the problem. I didn't feel like I was getting enough on my skin. Do you know what I mean? So I've had to like. Keep I don't know. This, it misted really nicely. I felt like it had good coverage. It felt nice. Um, I don't even remember a scent. So if I don't, I don't remember a scent, there probably isn't one. I love it. The other products that I love is the Glow Oil. And so the Glow Oil is- I love a, that stuff. Dude, I'm obsessed. It's a body oil. It's 40 SPF. And this also comes in a spray. That was a nice surprise because I thought that I was going to have to like pour it into my hands. And you know when you pour oil in your hands, it kind of gets through your fingers and it's like dripping mm-hmm. and like whatever. But you just spray it. I loved that it's just a spray. You spray it. You rub it in. You're glossy. You're gorgeous. If you have acneic skin, you got to wash your body at the end of the night. Because it can be a little like comedogenic for sure. I noticed on my shoulders that it was starting to get a little bit broken out. So that's also why I was getting in the salty waters. So the resetting spray and the glow oil, love that from Supergoop. The other products that I love is the glow screen. So last year I got the glow screen for your face, which essentially is a sunscreen, but it has like a little, it's kind of like, um, it's almost like a highlighter. But it's not mm. like a Kardashian highlighter. Like it just adds, it, it is what it's called. It's, it adds a little glow to your skin. And as a brown woman, I was like, well, bitch, am I going to be white or am I going to glow? And a bitch glowed. I think I need this one. It's really nice. And this is the glow screen? This is the glow screen. Okay. And then they also have the glow screen body. And so this year I got the body because I want my whole body to glow. But that was before I fell in love with the glow oil. So luckily it's a whole summer. I got a lot of sunscreen to get through. Yes. Now that we know we need to be actually putting thicker layers of it on. All the time. Thicker layers. God, yeah, this isn't going to last me very long. So, okay, so before when she was saying that you need, what, 30 milliliters for your whole body? The glow screen, the glow body screen is only 100 milliliters. Jeez. So that's, if we're going by how much we should be using, that's only three applications. Wow. So, well... Save that for your vacays. I know. I don't know what the answer is, though. It's like, I guess the company, like, who needs to do better, the companies or do we? 
Because then, girl, you know me and know. my skin. You know me and my skin this whole week. I'm just trying to stay alive. Have the sun not kill me. Meanwhile, the, su- the SPF is trying to kill me. <laughs> do you know what I'm it's saying? True. So it's like, what am I it's supposed true. to do? Okay, this is where our protective clothing and yes. hat situation it's episode true. is going to be good. It's true. I'm excited about that. We're I think all- people will appreciate it. I think so, too. I'm excited, too, because we're going to be speaking about protective hair care. And I don't know if white people do protective hairstyles. I'm excited for you to tell me yes or no. Um, I guess I'll wait to okay. tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true, actually. Yeah. I'm, no, there. I'm sure that there's some because we're ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the last thing that I'll say about my SPFs is that Kula is also um, Hawaii Reef compliant. It's antioxidant enriched, which we just told you why antioxidants are great to be using with sunscreen. Um, it uses plant protection and it uses a farm to face model. So, you know, it's got the good stuff. If it doesn't irritate you. I think it's just you got to try it. I used to use the sport. I had no problem. I would spray it on my face. It would tingle a little, but I didn't have any issues. So I'm very surprised that I have. But also, I'm not surprised. It's Histamines are crazy. What a bummer, though. Uh, it just is what it is, dude. It's my life. I'm used to it. You learned. Live in, you learn. Live in, you learn. especially during the summer. Like, I think I told you this before, that one year, like, I would always get this terrible rash in my underarms during the summer. Mm. And one year I realized that it's the same rash that I get when I wear fake jewelry and it was the aluminum in my deodorant. And But th- since it's the summer, <gasps> mm. I'm absorbing more. I'm uh, excreting more. It's just like, yeah. So that was what started my um, all-natural deodorant journey years ago. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, what did you think of this SPF episode? That was a lot. I think we gave some good recommendations at the very least. I think we told them a thing or two about Mother Earth. Yeah, she's crazy. And gave great recommendations. I'm not sure what we could have done better. Probably lots. Nah. Oh, do you know what? I do actually want to shout out one more brand, and that's um, Black Girl Sunscreen. <gasps> yes. Because yes, she's, I forgot about them. Yeah, she's expanding. She's doing really well. Um, unfortunately... It breaks my skin out, but that's not her fault. That's that's a me problem. That's not a her problem. Everything breaks my fucking skin out. But I have a lot of women of color who um, love the brand and she's expanding. I think she just got in. I think maybe like they are national in Target now. I think maybe they're only in certain stores and now they're national. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's killing it. I love that. Yeah, so check that out. It's nice and moisturizing. Nice moisturizing sunscreen. That's mm-hmm. what reminded me when you were saying that um, the lizards got the moisturizing sunscreen. Uh, Sunbum. Sunbum. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, uh, I think, yes, Blue Lizard maybe has, but I wouldn't really categorize any of theirs as very hydrating, Mm. to be honest. It's not that glow oil. It's effective, not nice. (laughs) You know, based on their packaging, you can probably tell. Right. Exactly. I don't think the glow oil is actually moisturizing. It's like effective and makes you look nice. But it's oily. Exactly. Exactly. This is. I'll take it. It's not a carrier oil. It doesn't. It don't have no vitamins. Yeah, yeah. It don't have no beta carotene. Mm-mm. It does have that. Avobenzene. We I, like it. We like it. Okay. So Shapiro, should we do? <gasps> We're our, at our beauty baddie moment of the week. We're at our beauty baddie moment of the week. <laughs> Uh, 
so for those of you who don't know, uh, Beauty Baddie Moment of the Week is where we recap a moment during the week that we felt beautiful in a non-traditional way. These can be moments of growth, moments of self-care, moments of happiness, whatever. Um, you can record us a voicemail now with your Beauty Baddie Moment of the Week if you want at 866-6-BADDIE. That's 866-622-3343. Or you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. You should call us, though. We yeah, I think, like be fun. You. I and, think it would be And fun. we might play it at the end of the episode. If you send us a real good one, or maybe we'll just keep it for ourselves. Yeah, it's got to be good, okay? Yeah, we want to inspire <laughs> We want to inspire the other baddies. Like, my mom inspired me. I've been exercising a ton since, since her beauty baddie moment of the week. That's cute. Yes. That's cute. Okay, we have a combined beauty baddie moment of the week. Stepbrothers! Actual stepbrothers. <laughs> Actual. As if we were ever actually related. I know, and we're actually not stepbrothers either. It makes no sense what I just said, but None. I like that. But you got it. You knew where I was going. Yes, yes. Um, who should go first? So, uh, you can go first. Well, I guess it's our combined beauty baddie moment of the week because we're getting a divorce. (laughs) But it's like a Demi Moore Bruce Willis divorce. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know what their divorce was like years ago. I just, (laughs) I just know that it's good now. Um, okay, fair. I don't know what theirs was either. And... Look, we're getting a divorce, but we're not getting a divorce. Shapiro and I are still doing the podcast. We're still best buds, but we're not going to be... Shapiro isn't going to be part of True Beauty anymore. She's going off on her own. I'm like a little fledgling. I'm so proud of her. I'm going sad. Going off on my own. Yeah. Are you sad? What do you mean am I sad? Of course I'm sad. <laughs> are you crazy? Dude, every time I talk to anybody about this, I get so emotional and I promised myself that I wouldn't because, well, it's like, I mean, okay, so here's why it's our beauty baddie moment of the week. Because as I said before, I entered therapy earlier this year because I really wanted to work on all of my relationships, but specifically my female relationships. I saw patterns that I wanted to break and I couldn't do it on my own. And so I had to get the help of a fucking professional. And this was like a big, it was a big moment, I think, because... Yeah, like you're my best bud, dude. We spent a lot of time together. We went through the pandemic together. It's true. You, like you helped me build my dream of like Franklin, you know? And I can't thank you enough for all of that, you know? I'm like a fairy godmother. You're like a you're fairy you're like um I'm just kidding. No, you're I'm like my think, fairy godmother. I'm trying to think you helped that. You helped me too. Oh, we're both each other's fairy godmothers. Yeah. Oh, we're like the witches in um in Sleeping Beauty, but we need a third. Those oh, fairy yeah. godmothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were kind of fuck ups. <laughs> they were kind of fuck ups. <laughs> That's really funny and yeah. actually a really good comparison. But our beauty baddie moment of the week is that we're getting a divorce, but we're still friends. And I think that's huge because yes. I think of just like even in celebrity friendships, there's like weird breakups that have happened and there's always drama and it's crazy but I guess when it's like two adult women in therapy um, that's helpful it's really helpful and I think also it's um, yeah dude that's honestly what it is It's I, I can't even pretend like this is me at all because I, I mean you were there dude but our first argument when the divorce first started I was like well fuck you girl I'm out <laughs> this is over and 
then I realized, I was like, well, no, you don't mean that. You don't mean that at all. That's your homie. And you don't want this person not in your life. So we, we're going to have to figure out how to make this work. And I don't know. We figured I, it out. We figured it out. And also, I guess I should say that, like, you know, Alex essentially said to me what I said to my ex, which was that, like, I had to grow in ways that I couldn't within that relationship. And... I mean, I guess because I'm going through the same thing, I just, I got it and I respected it so much. And also Shapiro, I know I've said this to you before, but the Alex that I met three years ago, no way would be able to do this, would believe in herself that she could do it. I would, I knew no. that you could do it, but there's no way, there's no way. And I'm so proud yeah, you of you. You helped me gain that confidence. Well, my fairy godmother. Well, that's what I like to do. I like to build bitches up because you're great and everybody knows it, dude. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. As we talk like no one's listening. Isn't that the whole show that we talk like nobody's listening? (laughs) I guess that's true. But I think, too, is like, I don't know, friendships in your adult age. One is we became friends later in life. We became friends in our 30s. That's true. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't really happen that often. And I think especially just like, yeah, I think that female friendships, you know, narratively or like in fiction are always like very catty and very mean-spirited and yes. like, like frenemies, yes. you know? And mm-hmm. I just think it's important to show that that's not reality. It doesn't have to be anyway. And you can just support your friend. You can support each other. You can support each other. It's true. And, you know, a client I told yesterday about, you know, like I was going off on my own and she was like, not very like, oh, my God, about it at all. She was just like, oh, yeah. She's like, there's plenty of people to go around for both of you. Totally. Like plenty of clients. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. And she, and then she was like, well, like, what what does Elizabeth feel? Like, you know, she got like really weird about it. And I was like, she's supportive. And she was like, oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> well, because, I mean, girl, we both knew it could have gone either way. And that was what I think the reality was, was like we we knew it was... It could go one of either way. It's biz- dude, business is business and it gets it's difficult. This is why you say they don't mix friends with business. You don't mix family with business because business is business. And yes, it very easily could have just been over. But absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. I'm proud of us. But we're Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. Yes. And that helped. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis <laughs> helped. Being them. Helped. I think being stepbrothers helped a lot. Yeah, probably. Well, it didn't it didn't take much. It just take, took like a fart or something to, you know what I mean? Like break the ice. <laughs> just have us like giggling like crazy. Um, it just took a fart. That's fucking funny. But yeah, I don't know. That's just it. I was I was speaking to a client also and she had the same reaction. And she was like, you've been through so much this year. Are you OK? And I was like, dude, Alex, like I can't be mad. She literally helped me make my dreams come true. Like, look around at this place. I couldn't have done this without her. And she's asking me to support her and her dreams. So, like, and I still get my homegirl. And she was just like, you know what? I think you should talk about this on the podcast. Aww. She was like, I think that more people need to hear just, like, this story and, like, just know that, I don't know. Yeah. Also, for me, what Val's, it's a part of life, right? It's a part like, of life. That's what I learned. Vala said that. Just, she said, what if I told you that sometimes people, especially people who are very close, get in fights? And it doesn't mean it, this is like a client of mine told me she used to date this guy who like anytime they got in a fight, he just like assumed they were broken up. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, he didn't understand that like couples could fight and get through it. Yeah. I didn't Which understand I that. Thought that was so strange. But apparently a lot of I think a lot of people are like that. Well, I think that it's easy. Which to just, I get. Like, I get where away. that could come from. I think it's just easy to like, especially in this city. In New yeah, it's York, way it's like, easier. It's, yeah, it's just easy to just be like, well, fuck you. I'll find somebody else. Or like, fuck, like whatever. Than actually dealing with human emotion. Like, look, the older I get, the more I realize this. If you're privileged enough that this is the case for you, then God bless you. But totally. the hardest part of life is the emotional shit. It's true. The hardest part of life is like dealing with like, my business partner wants to leave, but I love her. What am I going to do? How do I get through this? Or, you know, like, you know, one of my clients the other day was like, you know, I'm just going through it because I thought that if I got the job and I, you know, had the boyfriend and I had the house, I would be happy. And I'm just like not fulfilled and I don't understand why. And I was mm. like, girl, welcome to adulting. There yep. you go. Welcome. That's the emotional shit that you got to deal with. Yep. And it's a shit we don't like to talk about. For sure. I'm back in therapy for the first time in years, and I'm learning a lot about myself, a lot of things that make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I'm very, like, determined to work on myself. Uh, growth is very fucking uncomfortable. As somebody who's had to level up in different times, like just now, just had to do it with you. It yeah. feels awful. But it also means that you're changing and change is hard and you're growing and growth is hard. It's true. But yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, dude, you're doing it. Trying. Me too. It's hard. Yeah. The other day I was like, I wonder if I'm fixed. Should I just like stop going to therapy? And then I was like, bitch, what about all these other things? I wonder if I'm fixed. Fuck. I mean, listen, like, I feel like some people and even my therapist had said that she's like, some people see me for years. Some people see me for a couple months. And, you know, I've helped them take care of an issue they were going through. She's like, it really just depends totally on like what you're looking for. And I was like, oh, I guess I never thought of that. Like, there are some people who don't necessarily need or want to be in therapy long term. Right. Um, Everyone's different. Also, affordability. Affordability, you know? girl. There's that. That is the yeah. huge thing. And honestly, that's the other reason why my client like encouraged me to talk about this on the podcast is because she said a lot of people can't afford therapy. And if you can like on this platform give people like therapeutic advice, then that's huge. Totally. I mean, even with my insurance covering it, I mean, my copay isn't $5, you know, it's still Girl. money, but I'm grateful that it covers a bulk of it. Shit. Yes. Mine is not covered by insurance. And my my accountant slash dad, Michael Svochi, was like, <laughs> he's like, all right, let's do the math. And essentially he's like, so you pay another rent for your mind one each month. He's like, it's working. I wouldn't stop if I was you. But uh, you just need to know this. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, aw- <laughs> I'm aware, Michael. Thank you so much. You're like, I know it ain't free. I know it ain't free. God damn. But yeah, it's an investment. It's an investment in your mind. And I think of one thing yes. you and I both learned last year, it's how important it is, especially as women, to keep our minds strong as we age. Yes. And I will say, too, that even if you have insurance that covers therapy, it will be difficult to find someone who takes your insurance. It took Because a it year. took me months. Mm-hmm. Yeah months to find someone who I felt like I aligned with and well not even because I just like emailed a bunch (laughs) you know people either weren't accepting my insurance anymore or they weren't taking new clients it's not easy but 
No, because we're all fucked up, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think therapists are making their own boundaries of like, maybe not constantly taking clients. (laughs) Well, yeah. They, I mean, it's like who therapists have to have therapy too, right? Because it's just so much to take in. Sure. For sure. So that's it. Teamwork. That is it. Here's the good thing is I think the podcast is actually going to get better because we're not going to be together all the time. So it's going to be like fresh. We'll have fun shit to tell each other. Exactly. Fresh shit to tell each other and and the audience, the listeners, the beauty baddies. Yes. They're here for um, it. They're here for it. So do you want to tease anything for our next episode? Yes. So next Oh, I guess we kind of did. Well, that's not next next week. That's coming up. The protective protective uh, gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to kind of keep scaring you guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about sun damage and hyperpigmentation. But it's because I really want y'all to wear sunscreen. And it's just good to know why. Yes. Right? And, and hyperpigmentation is very difficult to treat. And so many people have it one way or another. I would say probably 70% of clients have hyperpigmentation, either melasma, um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, even Mm -hmm. scarring. Scarring's hyperpigmentation. Yep. So. Sure is. Yep. And then, of course, sun damage, which, as we just learned, UVA, bitch, that could show up 30 years later. Now what? Sure can. So we're going to talk to y'all about that. And um, then after that, I think we've got protective sun Protective accessories, clothes, accessories, hair. That will be fun and yes. informative for I'm, sure. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hats galore. I hung up them all up yesterday. I got more coming. I love it. I know. I love it too. So as always, you can DM or email us your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Broken Podcast or True Beauty Broken Podcast at gmail.com. And again, if you want to leave us a voicemail, that's one eight six six baddie um, If you guys call and leave us a voicemail, we may play it at the end of the show to help inspire other baddies out there. Because also, here's the thing. Y'all be sending the nicest fucking letters or dropping in or just like, I'm getting emotional again. Like telling us how the show has helped you. And it's it means so, so much. It means so, so much. It's like, that was always the dream was just to reach people and try to make people feel less alone and so whenever we get letters or emails or voicemails or if you guys come in which one of my clients uh who's also a listener came in this week and she brought me uh cannabis infused simple syrup and she was like she's like don't read the card while i'm here this is too embarrassing and she left (laughs) i sent it to you and it was just like the sweetest so sweet it was so so sweet and she was just talking about how she's been practicing sobriety for the past six years and she heard our episode with the kush queen and she loved it so much and it inspired her to start a little side gig with uh you know some fun drugs that she can play with i love that i love it too because you know i love cannabis you really do. It's true. Um, oh, oh, sorry, this is your line. Sorry, sorry. We <laughs> fucking up, guys. You can follow us on Instagram. My personal account is at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. Mine is at Alex Lindley. If you live locally, you can make an appointment at truebeautybroken.com. Um, at, for those of you who don't know, there will now just be one True Beauty location and it is going to be amazing. It's the A-side. It's the A-side of True Beauty. When I told the other girls that we were moving there full time, they were so like they were so happy. I felt bad. Like I felt Dude, I was like, 
do you guys hate this place? Okay. This is just kind of uh, like you getting rid of your old life, like all of your old life. Yeah. I think this is kind of the last It's a bit. new chapter. Yeah. Um, but the address is 166 Franklin Street, and that's in Greenpoint. So you can book on the True Beauty website. And I forgot to tell you guys to follow our podcast, obviously, on Instagram as well, at the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. And then if you don't live locally, you can book a virtual skincare consultation with us at truebeautybrooklyn.com. Shapiro, are you still going to be doing virtual consultations? The people clearly love you. Mm, I don't think so. I think we should get the other gals. I feel like we should get like Janet and Nicole and Erica on consults. All right, guys, I got something else to say about my girl Shapiro. Is like, for somebody who's, she's just, the only thing she cares about is these girls. The whole time talking about the divorce, she's like, it's going to be so great for the girls. They're going to get so many clients. Like, we're going to just like push them. It's just, it's just so, you're just the best, dude. You're just the best. And you care so much about everybody. And we love you. Well, it is going to be good for them. It's going to be great for them. (sighs) But anyway. Also, Franklin Street is beautiful. That's why they're geeking out because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, Graham Avenue is... It was fine. I opened it at 26, didn't know what I was doing. We made it into what it was. Franklin Street... A bitch designed everything. Every... When I say everything, I mean... you can tell. Dude, at the end, I was like, can somebody make a decision that isn't me? But... (laughs) It's beautiful. And No, you did a great job. Oh, thanks, dude. You helped. You helped. Don't don't just put it all on me. Remember I wanted to keep that terrible floor? Oh Lord. You're, you're welcome that I made that happen. Exactly. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> Anywho, guys, that's it. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production, produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro, mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.